can you? I'm glad that we're here today. So uh, we're going to, we finished last week. We went through the book of Hebrews, which actually I was thinking, I, I think that's four books of the Bible that we've completed in the last uh, several months. Uh, we've done First and Second Timothy, uh, James, and Hebrew, Hebrews. And so I, I, I enjoy doing them. We're going to start next week going through a short book of the Bible, but a rich book of the Bible, uh, Galatians. And I think you will enjoy that. In fact, next uh, Wednesday night, I think Pastor Dominic's going to uh, lead us in the, the first chapter of the book of Galatians. And uh, so uh, he, he came in enthused this morning about Galatians 1. I says, good, you can take care, care of that next, next Wednesday night. Um, uh, so um, uh, uh, that's it. So... Uh, but I, I, I want to take a, a, a week in the middle here and talk a little bit about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, uh, one that I am by far not an expert at and have a lot of learning to do. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be facilitating um, a group discussion with a group of ministers on the subject of uh, outreach. And so I thought... Well, we'll practice a little bit here tonight and talk a little bit about uh, reaching out into our community. Uh, I think that is absolutely an area that we can do better about. Amen? Uh, we have some, some good things uh, going on in the church. but we, uh, How many knows that God never called us to be secret agents, but he wants us to share the word of God? But I, I've, I've also come to understand uh, it's not the same as it was 30 or 40 years ago. Uh, you know, the days of uh, John Wesley standing on a, a, a tree stump and opening the Bible and preaching and singing hymns and people gathering around, and those days just, they're, they're, it, do, it doesn't work the same way, evidently, at least not in many cultures. There may be some areas that that would still work. So, but we have to, so we can't give up. I mean, we don't have the luxury of saying, well, that doesn't work anymore. That's the only tool we got in the bag. We got to get some more tools uh, because we have uh, an obligation. We have a mandate. Um, how many knows the Great Commission is not the great suggestion, but that God has commissioned us, charged us with reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let me, can I go a little bit further and say that the challenges of teaching Jesus while they are different uh, they're not unique uh, how many knows that the New Testament uh, that we're spending a lot of time in on Wednesday nights uh, and the New Covenant they didn't have an easy time teaching Jesus either uh, how many know Jesus wasn't necessarily a, a, a popular subject in New Testament times uh, many were crucified and martyred and uh, all kinds of issues. So they had to learn how to reach their community. They had to learn how to reach their, uh, their population. And, and that's, that's our charge. I'm going to look at Acts chapter 17 because Paul, I think, gives us a great example of being innovative. Uh, I've, I've hinted at this before and talked about it directly before, but Paul gives us some great example here of being innovative in reaching uh, people that 
have a different uh, philosophy. When you go to talk about Jesus, you have to be willing to never compromise the gospel, but be willing to compromise our methods or change our methods of, of preaching and teaching Jesus Christ. We have, I, I, I'll give you an example. One time, and I, I know I've shared this story in here before, but one time a uh, someone from the group of Latter-day Saints knocked on my door. And, um, you know, I, I thought, well, I'll just go along for a minute and see where this where this goes. And um, uh, but it came out. Well, I am a believer. I, I serve the Lord. I've accepted Christ as my Savior. And they they said, well, um, this this was. And, and I'm going to make a point with this. They they said, if I can show you where Jesus was right here in the United States. Would you be interested in that? And I says, well, spiritually, yes, Jesus is here. He's here with me. He's here. Uh, and no, he was physically here in the United States. And I says, well, yes. And, and, and uh, if I can show you that in the word, I think he said was his terminology. I said, I'd be very interested in that. Uh, if you can show me in, in the word where Jesus was physically here, in fact, if you can show me in the Word the United States, I'd be pretty interested in that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but he goes and pulls out a Book of Mormon. Now, I'm schooled enough to not be fall for the bait and switch. My point is, and, and quickly I said, no, no, that's not the Word I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Bible. Uh, the Word of God, and, and of course, you know, it, it was their John Smith and the vision and all of those things. My, my point is this, even though it failed because I wasn't going to fall for that hook and sinker, but his, 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 his approach was he wanted to find an area that we could connect on and then pull me in. Now, we're, we're Christians, so we're not trying to bait and switch anybody. We've got the truth, amen? Uh, we want to we teach people the truth. So I'm not telling you that we're trying to trick any, but we're certainly not trying to trick anybody. Uh, and if we're talking about we're going to show somebody out of the word of God, then we need to show somebody something out of the word of God. Uh, but, but Paul had a similar situation when he went into Athens. And, and let's look at that in Acts chapter 17. I like on Wednesday nights to get participation. Uh, I wonder if I could get some people to help me read. And so we could read together, Acts chapter 17. Can, can somebody volunteer to read 16 through 20? And then someone else could volunteer to read um, 21 uh, through, through uh, 25. And then somebody else, uh, because I'm going to go ahead and, and get through, uh, well, we'll just go ahead and finish out the chapter, actually. So we'll just go ahead and do 26 through 32. So, um, do I have a, a volunteer that will, will start us out with 16 through 20? Anybody, Brother Dan? Go ahead.
pushing and prodding for the activation. So may we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak. For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. Okay. Uh, and so in a moment, I'm going to get somebody to pick up there at verse 21. So if somebody can be ready to pick up at verse 21. But I want to just pause and, and talk real quickly here about a couple of points. First of all, uh, Paul was, uh, the version I have and the version that Dan read from, uh, both says that uh, his, his spirit was provoked. Uh, others, other versions have said his spirit was stirred. Some say his spirit was troubled. But I think the, the message is the same. He was bothered by the idolatry all around him. Uh, how many knows that we live in a society that our spirit should be troubled by the idolatry all around us? Uh, the problem is that we sometimes grow callous to it uh, and because we get so inundated with it and we so get so overwhelmed. And, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking truth and even from my heart, sometimes uh, you just, you, just you, you, you don't know what to do. Uh, because the idolatry and the sin, and if you talk to someone about uh, the Lord, uh, the, 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 the gospel message that we know to be true has been so uh, twisted and distorted, and people's views of the church. You know, I've, I've said it before, and uh, even when I was a kid, most people, now I had a lot of friends that weren't necessarily uh, real involved with church. But even the friends that weren't really involved with church usually had some affiliation with the church. They would go, uh, you know, with, with, with their aunt occasionally or grandma or they would go to a vacation Bible school. Uh, there was some relationship they had with a church. We live in a society now where literally we have adults that have never come into the house of God, uh, that have never been in church. And, and then many that have been in church, the enemy has taken some offense and has magnified it in their heart until they they become bitter. I know that the the, the challenge cause challenges can either make us bitter or better. Uh, when we go through something, I, I, I pray that all the time. Lord, either make me better through this, but don't let me become bitter. Uh, don't leave me the same. And, and so, God, I've got to get through this challenge. I've got to get better. But a lot of people just get bitter. Uh, offense is a bait of Satan, and, and, and people bite that. Uh, and, and they become offended. And there's a lot of people out there that have been offended. And then there are people that are what I call second-gen offender, offenses, offenders, or uh, in that, in that, in that, they're just retelling the story of somebody else that they know that was offended in church, and therefore they don't like church. They're offended because mom was offended. Uh, they're offended because, you know, somebody else was. And, and so uh, they're not even going to give it a try. Now, uh, it, it's, a, it's a spiritual thing because how many knows if, if you go to Walmart and you get a bad experience with a cashier, most people are going to still go back to Walmart again. They're not going to quit. But, but, but somehow we've let this spirit bleed in the church. Uh, they, they've had a bad experience in, in church, and so they're just going to throw in the towel and quit. And I just want to encourage you. So, but Paul, the Bible says his, his heart was troubled, uh, but he, he noticed that these were a very religious people. Can I tell you, New Age religion 
is, is, is everywhere. People, news media often claim to have some religious affiliation spew demonic things. Not all of them. I'm sure they're definitely, I don't mean that as a blanket statement. But public figures, let's just say public figures, uh, they, they'll sometimes, uh, they'll, they'll claim some form of godliness. They'll claim some, some, uh, some connection with, well, well, well the, the Lord I know would never do that. Well, it doesn't matter what you think you know. What does the word of God say? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the ultimate truth. And so, uh, you know, maybe the God you know isn't the right God. Uh, you know, so uh, let, let's go to the, what does the word of God say? Uh, because absolutely, sometimes they'll make the statement, well, the God I know would, 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 would never condemn somebody for uh, this lifestyle or that lifestyle. And I'm thinking, yeah, the God you know would not. <laughs> but the God I know uh, would. But he also died... So that they could, so they could become saved and live with him, and, and, and give us a way out. And so, uh, but but Paul was so, but but he noticed that, and, and this is become, going to become important because Paul noticed that they're very religious people. So that was a door. That was a door. Um, we have to learn how to connect with the people around us. Find that. That's one of the great things I love about the small group. Uh, that we're trying to get started, and, and I really, I told, I told Pastor Dominic today, we've got to get off of our rear and get it in gear, <laughs> getting these small groups going. Uh, you know, we we we've got to get them launched uh, because, listen, one one of the one of the great things I I, I like about uh, the idea of small groups is we 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 connect people uh, based on things that they enjoy, and then we teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, a pretty powerful method in my opinion. Now, let's go down to verse um, 21 and uh, read on through, what did I say, 26? Anybody? Any, any volunteers? Sister Beth. So, awesome. So let, let's let's dissect, let's dissect what's going on in this part of scripture. Okay. So now they they hear Paul is coming in and teaching a new doctrine. They're not necessarily opposed to it. Uh, the Athenians 
uh, as it says, they were very, very religious. They were uh, very new age. Uh, they were always looking for the latest and greatest teaching coming down the pike. Uh, their, their thought process wasn't that they were going to abandon anything else, but they're always willing to add something else on top of what they already have. Uh, you know, so they, that's why. And in fact, if you, uh, as, he, as he walks through Athens, he notices they've got idols built to everything. They've got, they've got idols built to fertility. They've got idols built to rain. They've got idols built to uh, weather. They've got idols built to creation. They've got idols built to everything. And because they were so religious, they wanted to make sure they didn't offend any god uh, because they didn't want any god to be mad at them. So they went to the end of the street, and they built the biggest idol of all, and they said, this idol is the unknown god. In case we left anybody out, this is the unknown god. So Paul, as he walks down the street, he doesn't criticize their other idols. He says, I want to tell you about this God, the, the unknown God, the God that y'all don't know about. Now they're going to perk up and listen because they've been waiting for somebody to come and give a name to the unknown God. Uh, and so they, they're tuning in, and from that point, Paul begins to speak and preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And they're, they're, they're enthralled. Well, now they have different reactions. Some immediately accept Jesus Christ. Um, others uh, think we'll, we'll hear more about it later. And others mocked him and laughed at him and walked away. But everybody responded. You know, everybody's going to respond to the gospel. Uh, and, and some are going to accept the gospel and some are going to reject it. Some you're going to plant a seed uh, and others are going to come along and water and somebody else is going to come along and reap. We have an obligation, however, to get into the community and figure out how do we unveil, because in many cases, the God that we serve, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the unknown God in our society. Because many in our society, don't they think they know Jesus, but they don't really know Jesus. Uh, they either know Jesus as a judgmental, harsh God, or they know him as a anything-goes God, but they don't know Jesus as a God of grace and mercy and salvation the way that we know him, uh, a God that balances all of those things and brings it into a beautiful story of the gospel, amen? And so we have an obligation. How do we do that? Now, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we'll answer that question. But I'm going to go ahead and read. Um, I'll just go ahead and finish up, if it's okay, the last little bit. We, you finished at 26, so I'll pick up at 27. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope uh, for him and find him, though it is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Is, I'm sorry. Is also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So notice that Paul, again, some of your own poets have used these words, that in God that we live and know and have our being. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, 
something shaped by, the, by, the, by art and man's devising, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked. But now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this day to all by raising him from the dead. And then they heard the resurrection of the dead. Some mocked while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysus, the Arab, Arabagat, a woman named Demarius, and others with him. So uh, what, what we see, so Paul has presented them with the gospel, and then he gave them steps. I, 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 went, I had to take my car in today to get serviced, and I had to drop it off. And while I was um, waiting, Rhonda was going to come pick me up, so I was sitting in the, just sitting out in front of the dealership. And another lady was sitting on a bench not far from me, and um, I, I don't know what was going on with her at all. I really wasn't paying too much attention at first to anything about her. Uh, and then I overheard someone praying, and, and they were praying, you know, very powerfully. And I looked over, and someone else had come and joined the lady and sat beside her. And I still don't know what was the, the issue was or what the, what the deal was. But, but I heard this person, uh, you know, take her hand, and she was speaking Jesus Christ over her. And, 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 she, was, and she was praying for her and blessing her. And I, and I was getting stirred in my spirit, just sitting over there, kind of just absorbing and taking this in. Uh, and then when she gets done, uh, she says, now, you know that Jesus loves you and that you're never alone and you have God and, and, and you can turn to the Lord anytime. And, and she's just giving her this powerful gospel message. I mean, she's, I, I, I should have brought her here to preach Sunday morning. Uh, she, she was just really presenting the gospel to her. But in the presentation of the gospel, she, so she was teaching her about the love of Christ. But then she began to talk to her, and any time that you, uh, you know, that you that you feel like you need to, uh, God never goes to sleep. You can talk to Him in the middle of the night, and she begins just giving this beautiful uh, explanation of, of of prayer. And I thought, wow, this is this is awesome. And I'm just sitting there taking that in. So she she didn't just, and again, I don't even know what prompted that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know the backstory, um, and I don't need to know all of that. Because God has people all over the place, amen? And uh, so I, I just sat there. I never got involved. I didn't feel like I needed to get involved. I mean, it was going, they were doing their thing, and that was fine with me. And, um, but, but my point is that at the end of her prayer time, and at the end of all this, she began to give her steps about how to pray, about any time you can talk to the Lord, talk to him like you talk to a friend. And she's just giving her steps on how to pray. Now, Paul, after he presented the gospel, began to give steps. Okay, uh, now you need to repent. Uh, now that you know better. Uh, before, you didn't know better, and so God didn't hold it against you. But now I've preached the gospel. Now you know that Jesus Christ uh, was the Savior of the world. He was crucified. Now you need to repent of, 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 of your ways and turn to Jesus Christ. See, there has to come that moment when we're reaching the lost that we give them the steps of salvation 
Uh, you know, so we can, we, can, we can tell the world and we should tell the world about the love of God. We should show, but we have to be willing and able to figure out some way to connect with people. And, and by this point, that's this other lady. You know, I don't know that I've ever heard the other lady even talk, but she's nodding her head in agreement and she's listening. Uh, the lady wasn't being mean to her or anybody and, and, and because she's, she's speaking to her. Now, listen, I don't know the end of that story. I mean, I think only eternity will know the end of that story. But I do know this lady has a new accountability now because the gospel has been presented to her. And she has something now to do with that. She can accept it or reject it, but she can't plead ignorance anymore. Amen? And uh, so, but that, and that is our, God has called us to be witnesses. We're not the attorney. We're not the judge. <laughs> We're witnesses. I don't know have you, if any of you have ever been in a court setting and had to witness uh, in, a, in a court setting. But a witness's job is simply to tell what they've seen and what they know. Uh, they don't even have to explain how it happened or why it happened. They just tell, look, all I know is I was standing here and I saw this happen. You guys can figure out what to do with it from there. And that's what God has called us to do. You know, all I know is Jesus saved me. Well, how in the world would the God of the universe come down and save somebody like you? You know, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, that's a bigger question than I, but I know that he did. And I know that that salvation is also for you. And so, uh, we, we, I think sometimes as, as Christians we feel uh, hindered to share Jesus because we're afraid that we don't know enough about the Bible. We don't know enough about the gospel. We don't know enough about uh, Christianity and, and all of these things, and the enemy intimidates us. Anybody ever felt intimidated about witnessing? <laughs> you can be honest. You know, I'd like to witness, but I, yeah, what if they ask me something I don't know? You know what? That's okay. It's all right sometimes to say, you know, that's a great question. I'll have to get back with you on that. Let me do some research with you or for you. Um, you know, if you don't know the answer, that's okay. That's okay. And then come right back to, but Jesus loves you. <laughs> and Jesus died for you. Because, listen, the enemy is going to try to trick you up. He's going to try to trick you up. So we are, um, you know, one of the, you know, that's why. Uh, I, outreach today in this culture I think is really twofold we've got a world um, that's lost for example we have our sunrise service coming up in a couple weeks Easter sunrise at 7 a.m. it's a beautiful service um, we read the Easter story uh, we sing some songs we pray it's a short service but it's a beautiful service right on the ocean, and a lot of people enjoy coming to that. In fact, our youth pastor, Daniel and Jen Southworth, first came to a sunrise service many years ago, and that's how they got into church. Uh, so you never know what God's going to do, amen? Uh, so uh, through these opportunities. Uh, but we have people that have, over the last couple of weeks, they've called the church asking about it. Are we going to be able to have it this year? You know, we, didn't have, we couldn't have it last year. We weren't allowed uh, access for any group gatherings 
If you remember this time last year, it was a whole different world. And uh, so we, we couldn't have um, our sunrise service. And, and the, we, we had a virtual sunrise service. We still went out on the beach and set up and had a virtual sunrise service. People watched online. Then we came to the church. If you remember, we'd done communion, a drive-through communion out in the parking lot. Uh, you know, we were doing our best to get it out there. But, um, but so people are calling, uh, you know, are, are you going to have the sunrise service? Yeah, we're going to have the sunrise service. Uh, I say that. That's an outreach. There are people that won't go to a regular service, but something about coming out uh, to a sunrise service appeals to some people. You know, some people, you know, Rhonda, if she wasn't married to the preacher, probably would never come to a sunrise service. Uh, she does not like mornings. It's not that she doesn't like church service. She doesn't like mornings, early mornings. Uh, you know, we, we kid around that, you know, before we were married, she didn't know 5 o'clock came twice a day. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but it does, amen. There's another 5 o'clock. Um, but, but, so, but, but she comes out, and she's learned to enjoy it, and, and it's, it's good. But, but there are some people that early mornings are just their time. They're going to be up early, and they're going to be walking at sunrise, and they're going to be out there, and that's their moment. Well, this is a great opportunity for people like that, and we can invite them and bring them. In fact, uh, Pastor Dominic, step out on me. That's okay. Um, I, I was going to ask him to remind me this week, because uh, we'll have a couple days. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll make out some, we'll make, out, make up like some, uh, tickets that you can hand out and invite people some little little things that you can hand out and invite people to come to sunrise service but that's a way that we can connect with people um but then there's other ways I, we, we're looking into uh, a, an organization called uh city reach uh that that takes overstocked items whether they're groceries sometimes furniture and they distribute them to people in need through local churches and we're trying to figure out how we might can partner with them uh, a lot of uh, their their story is is great. A lot of these large manufacturers are learning. Uh, they used to just sell these items at very discounted prices to overstock stores like Ollie's, but they're learning that they do better by donating them and writing the retail price off of their taxes. And so they're looking for outlets to donate that we can bless. Them. And I'm thinking, what we've got to figure out a way to tap into that resource and be a blessing to people in need. You know, we've got to, as a church and as a people, come up with the problem we have with that one. I can tell you the problem we're having with that one that we're trying to logistically figure out is we have no space to store anything. Uh, so we've got to figure out a way to have a, a, an event where we can bring stuff in and disperse it the same day kind of thing. We, we can't be an, out, an ongoing storage facility, but we can have events. And uh, so that, but what, what, and, and not, I'm talking about selling it, this is stuff to give away, to bless people with. And uh, so um, I, I tell you that, but there's, you all have creative ideas. You know, we have our, our, the, the couple big outreaches that I'm always proud that our church does. I always do enjoy our sunrise service and our, our kids camp, our, our sports camp. You know, we've had upwards of, we've had an excess of 100 elementary age kids here for sports camp before i think those are wonderful opportunities uh when it was first presented to us you know all the churches were just doing we were one of the early churches to get on board with the sports camp model 
Uh, a lot of churches were still doing a lot, of, and I'm not critical of a lot of churches still do the very traditional vacation Bible school. But we learned there's a whole group of kids that will come to a Christian sports camp that may not go to a vacation Bible school. Uh, and so we, we, we want to reach those people. Uh, and so that, that's the kind of thing that I, I want to challenge us. And then there's the other kind of outreach that we have to do. Uh, we are also working on right now as a church. Um, I've had several people say, Pastor, we need to have, you know, we spent all last year separated. We couldn't get together. You know, people are asking, can we have some picnics? Can we have some church dinners? You know, I had two people last week say, Pastor, I really miss our church dinners and fellowships. Can we, can we get some of those back on the calendar? Well, we're, wor we're working on that today. I hope I can announce a date of a church picnic by Sunday. Uh, we're just trying to clear up some dates with Hannah Park on renting a pavilion uh, for a big church-wide picnic. And uh, so, uh, but we're working, but so that's another kind of outreach because we, listen, there's large segments of the church world that got dispersed during this whole pandemic that now they're need, they need to be uh, brought back in and, and loved on and encouraged and uh, brought back together. Uh, I, I, men, mankind have, weren't built for isolation. And uh, it's been very hard on people to be separated. And uh, we are enjoying now coming back to church on Sunday. In fact, I, I spoke with uh, our good sister Mamie this week, and she said, you know, I'm going to be back in two weeks. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. And I said, Sister Mamie, I'm so happy to hear that. You know, I, 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 I've so missed you. She says, what are you talking about? I've texted you every day. I said, you sure have. Now, <laughs> sent me a message every day. She said, I pray for you at 7 o'clock every morning. I said, I know you have. I said, but I want to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, so uh, she, she stayed apart, but uh, a part of the body. I mean, not stayed apart. She stayed a part of the body, but she's been separated uh, because uh, no doubt it was wisdom for her. Um, but she feels like the Lord released her to come back on Palm Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. But there's a whole group of people that God is going to be reassembling. And then there's new people that God's going to be bringing in. So... We have to, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, the sister um, Megan is doing her, 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 her small group right now, and I understand it's going really well. There's room for a couple more ladies, if you ladies want to get involved on a Sunday night, uh, but it's going really well, and we're going to be announcing more to come. But don't be afraid. If God gives you a, a thought uh, of, of a tremendous outreach, in particular if you're willing to, pastor, I'll even help spearhead this. You know, how can we put this together? Come talk to me. I want to be innovative. I want to reach people for Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, when, when, I, when we get to heaven, I want to take as many people with us as we can. And uh, so God's given us a commission. God's given us a mandate. We have to fulfill it. I'm going to close with this part with prayer, and then we'll take prayer requests. But is there anybody that has a thought or a comment before we close out on this segment? Wow. Oh, all's good. All's good. Sounds good. Um, good. All right. Well, let, let's, um, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for the teaching. God, that we have through the scripture. 
And I, I pray, Lord, that you will, uh, God, use it to encourage us, to train us, to challenge us. And, Father, I pray that our hearts are softened. I pray that our spirits are troubled, Lord, at the, the activities that we see going on around us. And, God, that through that, Lord, that we not give up, but, God, that we're encouraged with the hope of Christ. And, God, that you give us innovation and creativity. Lord, you are Jehovah Elohim. God, you are a God of creativity. God, you give us the creative ability to reach people at their point, God of need. And Lord, we'll be faithful, God, to carry out your command. In Jesus' precious name, amen.